Are you a professional speaker who wants to book more business and make more money? Silly question? Yeah, maybe. Let's talk about it. It's episode 18 of the RK3 show, and I'm loving it. (laughs) Hey, y'all, welcome back. I hope you're learning, enjoying, digging the show. I want to know what you're thinking, so hop on over to robertkennedy3.com forward slash voicemail and shoot me a message about the show. I want to hear your voice. I want to hear your words. I want to hear your mind, what you're thinking. As a reminder, hop back over to episode 17 to hear Jeff Tatarchuk share how he's built several successful businesses. Welcome to the show. Listen, I want to talk to you about something. And this is totally off topic for this show, but it was it was something I was reading in the news and I wanted to hear your thoughts on it. I was looking at a CNN article this week and it was talking about the state of New York looking to pass a bill that would ban pedestrians from using their cell phones while crossing the street. Right. They would find them between twenty five dollars and two hundred and fifty dollars. Wow. I wanted to get your thoughts on this because. The other day, I was trying to turn a corner, right? And there were three people, varying ages, crossing the street, and two of them paid absolutely no attention to my vehicle, my turning vehicle, at all, while they were walking. And it made me wonder if a lot of people are getting hurt now because of this. Walking, heads down, tapping away, not paying attention. So, of course, I looked it up and found a report saying that pedestrian deaths and injuries were the highest that they'd been in more than three decades. So this is a communication show, and and this is a communication thing, right? It's, It's a bit serious, but I wanted to ask you about it. What do you think New York and and other states should do? Should they simply fine people, or should something else happen? Should they take their phones away, or should nothing happen? What are your thoughts on this? Let me know what you think. Send me a message at podcast.robertkennedy3.com or leave me a voicemail at robertkennedy3.com forward slash voicemail. I want to hear what you're thinking about this and I'll share your thoughts and mine on an upcoming episode. So let's jump into the show. Today, my guest is one of my favorite people. I absolutely love her because we'd only met online a few times. Then when we met in person, She hugged me like we'd known each other for decades. (laughs) She's a giver, an awesome sharer of knowledge, and I know that you'll love her too when you learn more about her. Lois Kramer works with speakers who want to book more business and make more money. Who doesn't want this, right? Lois has a story. Let's tell it. Part of the reason I'm a speaker is because of this lady. Part of the reason that I am where I am is because of her. Even before I began to operate in professional circles, even before I got membership, I was following some of the things that she did. And unbeknownst to her, taking some of the knowledge that she was sharing online on Twitter, 
and began to use that in my business to the point where I then became a professional member of the National Speakers Association. So let's start with this. Lois, how are you doing today? Robert, I am good now that you've arrived on the scene. (laughs) I have been so looking forward to this. I'm a yes. fan of your podcast. In fact, I left a review recently. I oh, hope really? you've seen. And so I am I'm excited to be here and I thank you for your generous spirit and the nice things that you said. Um well, let's- to be a talented guy. Uh I don't know that you needed me at all, but I I do appreciate your kind words, friend. Well, listen, I it's not even that I needed you. You've heard the statement when the student is ready, the teacher will appear, right? So <laughs> yes, we yes. Got- got gifts and we've got skills, but sometimes it needs some pruning. I mean, we talk about Tiger Woods, who's a professional, who's been at the top of his game for years, but he still, to this day, needs a coach, right? Yeah, that's a great example, Robert. Right. Perfect example. Yeah. So let's talk about this, this NSA thing, first of all. So what led you to begin your speaking journey? Well, I'll tell you, I, it all began totally by accident. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I never planned any of this. I was um, working after college. I went to work for a Fortune 50 company. I got a great job. And um, I was uh, working quite happily there, quite frankly, in sales and marketing. Mm-hmm. And um, my husband and I adopted a baby. And I literally got a call at lunchtime. And by 3 o'clock that day, we were parents. It was a total, you know, they never let you know this is going to happen. And so I said I was eating peanut butter sandwich at my desk and making formula for dinner. But um, so I stayed home for a number of years, Robert. That's what I wanted to do. I really wanted to be a mom and we waited a long time. And then I got this call out of the blue from a professional speaker who lives in St. Louis, whose name is Shep Hyken. He's pretty well known in the speaking industry, past national president of NSA. And he said, you know, a friend of ours told me to call you. I'm looking for somebody to run my business. And they said you were in sales and marketing and you might be looking for a job. And I said, you know, I'd never heard of speaking, Robert, as a business and industry. I I have to tell you, it was clueless. So I said, you know what? I might be working. I I might be looking to work part time, but I am not looking for a full time job. But Shep is very engaging. I said, you sound terrific. You sound like a great guy. And I wish you good luck. You'll find somebody great. Ten minutes later, he called me back and he said, would you have lunch with me? Maybe I don't need somebody full-time. So I had lunch, took the job, came home, told my husband, who was totally in shock, I'd been threatening to get a job. And so that's how I got into speaking, Um, working with Shep and then NSA, National Speakers Association, um, asked me to do some programs uh, nationally for staff of speakers. That's how I got started speaking. That's how in 1998 I spun off uh, my own company, Book More Business, as a consultant and a speaker to professional speakers. And it's been 20 years. I cannot believe it. My hair shows it, but I can't (laughs) believe it. And uh, so that's how I got into the business. Never, ever planned on having my own business, Robert. But boy, this has been a joy, a joy. So I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that with the word book more business as the name of your company, because you've got a book that I've read, which is an amazing book. If you haven't gotten this, get, get on Amazon today and grab book more business by Lois Kramer. So I, I went to your website and I looked at a few places and you've got this statement. You work with professional speakers who want to book more business and make more money. Yes. And so I, I absolutely love that. I've seen you on some other 
shows, webinars, et cetera, and, and you are, you're, you're making statements that sell is, is something that is, is dear, near and dear to you. So I want you to tell me a little bit about this statement, how it came about, and, and maybe some suggestions you have for speakers around a statement. Yes. Like, you know, um, I call it my positioning statement, yeah. uh, Robert. And my sense has been, and this was really before I started my own business, that speakers typically, when you ask them what they do, they answer with their name and their topic. Right. So they might say, my name is Lois Kramer and I speak on sales. And it seemed to me that that really was, that didn't show any uniqueness. It didn't show any, de- any deliverables. Yeah. And so I started creating uh, what I call a template for a concept and outcome statement that describes you. Mm. And that's, that's what I now call a positioning statement, the concept and outcome of working with you. So, for example, instead of, te- instead of introducing myself to you or having you introduce me uh, by saying Lois is a consultant who works with speakers and speaks to groups of professional speakers, I am introduced and I introduce myself as saying, I work with speakers who want to book more business, make more money, and fully monetize their intellectual property. Wow. So I'm telling you what I do, why you should be interested. The thing I'm not telling you, and this is key, the thing I'm not telling you is anything about how I do it. Hmm. Because I want you to say, hopefully, how do you do that? Right. And then I want to say I use a number of ways to do that. I use speaking, consulting, writing, uh, other products, online courses. There are a number of ways I take my IP, my intellectual property of the market. And I want to see the multiple ways that we might be able to engage. That's key, I think, for professional speakers who want to speak for a company, but also want to sell a book, want to be of greater service to employees, want to become a resource to a client instead of just a one-time speaker who's in and out. So it's, it's the thing, really, I've made a living off of for 20 years, helping speakers be able to say what they do. Incredibly, it sounds simple, but be able to say what they do in under seven seconds. Communication, motivation, leadership, and more. You're listening to the RK3 Show. Hey, y'all, while we have a little break, I just wanted to remind you that we have a patron page. This is where you can support the show and receive show perks like a shout out, some time on air and other exclusives. Visit patreon.com forward slash the RK3 show. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash the RK3 show and support the show. Looking forward to bringing you more great info. And now back to the show. I don't want to take business away from you, but why is it that especially starting speakers, beginning speakers don't really understand or know about all of these different ways that you've just mentioned? They think about, they say, okay, I'm going to be speaker. And they think about being a quote unquote, a motivational speaker and going to be on stage in front of thousands of people like Tony Robbins and do that and get $50,000 checks one at a time and, and do that for the rest of my life. But that's not the reality for many of them. Well, I think the, the, the reason that they don't think about the multiple delivery systems, kind of the multiple vehicles that I talk about, is because the most romantic notion of speaking <laughs> <laughs> is what you just described. Right. And, 
uh, and I'm not going to say that that is fiction. However, uh, for mere mortals who want to speak, that is fiction. Right. Um, in fact, I tell people who, are, who approach me and say, you know, I would really love to speak. I'd like to be a motivational speaker. I always say, you know what? I suggest to you that that ship has sailed. Wow. There are a few motivational speakers, true motivational speakers left in the industry, but that's not what the market really wants. Right. They've got it cornered. So you come out with key business skills that are going to drive performance in a business. I say people hire us, Robert, to move the needle somehow in a business Hmm. regarding either productivity, profits, engagement, or shareholder value. Right. Quite frankly, that's it. So anybody who is wanting to get into this business and people who are in it right now need to ask themselves, what key strategies do I have that people would pay for to help them move the needle in their business? And it's not motivation. It, hmm. it isn't enough anymore. Right. So, so where does a new speaker start then? Because, I mean, for them, if they've already got their mind uh, on the motivation piece, and then somebody says, Lois says, don't do that. <laughs> well, not exactly. That sounds kind of, uh, you know, punitive. But anyway, so where, where, does, where does a new speaker begin if that's not what the market is asking? Yeah, that, that's, that's a great question. And um, I always tell people who say they want to speak, then what you've got to do is get the heck out of your office and speak. That's what mm. you've got to do. My favorite way for people to get known, to get experience, are two things, Robert. Number one, there is a group that everybody has heard of, whether you're in our trade association, national speakers or not. It's called Toastmasters. Right. And I call Toastmasters the off-Broadway of speaking. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of professional speakers, my be- one of my best friends in the industry, has been going to Toastmasters for 25 years. The same group. And a lot of people say, well, why are you doing that? You're making a lot of money. You got this down. And she said, I go there for two reasons. To practice material in front of people who are used to hearing people give material. And I get well-considered feedback. Right. So Toastmasters is one step. The second step is to open your business journal. Every major city in the United States has a business journal. Like I'm the St. Louis business journal, Washington DC business journal, New York. And right in the um, first few pages of the business journal, they have something called the calendar of events. Mm -hmm. And it tells you what meetings are going to take place in the next week. This is a weekly paper. Um, They tell you what, uh, who's meeting. And typically they will let you know if they're having a speaker and they, they might say, um, Robert Kennedy is going to be our guest and he's going to present on how to present with confidence. Right. And so I tell people who are, who want experience, go call these people. They typically have lunch and meetings. They're going to give you 20 or 30 minutes. If you call and say, look, I have some new material that I would like to debut and I would love to come in front of your group. I think that this would be a good fit for the people who are in your audience All I ask in return is that if you like what I have to say, you'll give me a testimonial, so stating. That way, you have testimonials from business groups. And remember, the people who are sitting in those seats are businessmen and women who might hire you after that 20 or 30 minutes. And 
it's a way to get a testimonial that shows what you can do. And then your job is to leverage those testimonials where you have presented for free, or as I call it, waiving your fee for certain things, and then charging for that speech and using those testimonials to help convince people that you are worth their time. They have no idea whether you were paid or not when you show them a testimonial. In fact, they will assume if you're asking them for money, you got money for, for your speech. So that's a good way to jumpstart, I think, a speaking practice. Right. So you've just given some speakers a full-on coaching session just now and jumpstarted somebody's business at least by $5,000. I hope so. That would be my joy. So let's end with this question. I know you've seen a lot of speakers in their businesses and you've seen a lot of speakers on stage. What's one thing that you wish speakers did more of? Um, Great question. Um, I was asked several years ago um, by a friend of a mutual friend of ours in the business, Patricia Fripp, who is one of the uh, a great presentation skills um, person. She said, uh, Lois, what's the, what do you think the biggest mistake professionals make is? And I said, you know, easy. I said, in fact, ask me that question, put your feet up, give me a few minutes. Wow. And to me, the biggest mistake people make almost at every level in their business, Robert, is they do not leverage well. Wow. So in other words, you would go and give a great speech, let's say at, at a bank. Mm-hmm. And then you go back to your office and you think, wow, that was so much fun. People loved what I did. I felt confident. I got great feedback. How can I make this happen again? And so they start looking very, in a very general way and casting a wide net for how can I get more opportunities. When actually what they should do is go back to their office and say, who are these banks' competitors mm. who would like to know I've just given a competitive advantage to somebody in their market? Wow. Who are the, what are the associations that banks belong to? Because if I was a fit at this bank, I'm going to be a fit at their associations. Right. Who are some of their key customers who would like to know that their big bank hired me to come in and do a presentation? Hmm. Who are some other people? Who are accounting groups? Who are credit union companies that would like to know that I have experience within their industry? That's what I mean by leveraging. Yeah. Looking, trying not to cast too wide a net and thinking, how can I recreate the success I just had? If you're a speaker and you quite simply want to book more business, check out Lois Kramer and book more business. When you buy her book, book more business. Simple. Listen, I know you've got something amazing to share with the world. Stop playing around. Stop waiting for permission. Stop waiting to be discovered. You have resources. You've got people who can help. Find out where they are, who they are, and engage them. Then move towards success. The world needs you. Have you subscribed to the show? Make sure you do, and don't forget to leave a review. Come on, folks. We need you to make this thing go. So don't forget to tell your peeps to go over to Apple Podcasts to leave a ranking, rating, and review for the show. Also, listen on Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, Pandora, and iHeartRadio. Feel free to show some love there, too. I hope you had fun today. I hope you learned something. Most of all, I hope you were compelled to jump out of your comfort zone and share your story. 
Hey, y'all, don't forget, everything that happens to you in life is your stuff. Your stuff is your story, and your story deserves a stage. I'm Robert Kennedy III, RK3, and you've been listening to... The RK3.